Hey, Tim Miller here from Real Security Podcast, and this is another episode of After the Fight, Lessons Learned from Real Conflicts. Today, we've got an interesting uh, one for you, and it comes out of uh, Iran, interestingly enough. But here's the question. If you found yourself in the middle of an active shooter event, would you know what to do? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. And let me preface this conversation in the video by saying this. We train organizations all over the country. Two guys on my team actually led programs at the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security. And here's what I'm going to tell you. If you think that you can watch a DHS video and be prepared for an active shooter in your workplace, wherever, you're sadly mistaken. We'll talk more about that, but let's first go exactly to the video that's going to point out and make some of the points I want to talk about. I want to point out that starts on a normal day. Doesn't appear like much. Just kind of folks going in and out of the embassy. Um, obviously, you got a security guard there, right? He's probably not paying attention. And very quickly, this escalates, which in many of these cases, it does. The vehicle actually rams a, a car and he points the weapon at the security guard and makes entry. Now, what's interesting is physical security, locked doors are not in place. And you'll see why here in a second. Somebody hears something going on outside and actually opens the door to see what's going on. Folks, just a takeaway may not be a good idea. Now, I want you to notice two guys run. He pursues them. He's firing at them. But one goes to the fight. And I'm going to point out why this makes so much of a difference here shortly. Rounds fired as they wrestle over the rifle itself. Obviously, outside, the shooter fired outside before he came in. That's probably what got their attention. He tried to fire through the locks. And here we go. He's now inside worst case scenario. And folks, I want to talk to you really clearly about some things that if you ever find yourself in an act of violence situation, it's dangerous if you're not mentally prepared. What am I talking about? Well, the Department of Homeland Security says, we're going to show you a video. It's going to say run, hide, fight. And now you're prepared for an active shooter. Well, I got to tell you, there couldn't be anything further from the truth. I'm not slamming the video. I'm not slamming the principles. We use the principles, but we don't create formulas for people. Here's what I mean. Run, hide, fight. If that's your takeaway and you file that information in your subconscious mind, guess what you're going to do when it happens? exactly what two of them did, which was run. Folks, the worst possible scenario when you're in proximity of a person with a rifle, the worst scenario is to turn and run because it doesn't take much effort with a rifle for people to shoot you in the back. And as you saw, two ran. One tactically prepared and then attacked the shooter. Couldn't be a better demonstration 
of the two different styles at play here. Why does that matter? Well, the one that actually engaged the shooter did two things. He stopped them from shooting at other people. He also eventually was able to get the rifle away. Here's the danger. If you get caught up in the loop, oh, I'm going to run, and then I'm going to hide, and then I'm going to fight, it may not go well for you. Because in this case, it was fight right out of the box. And you do wonder, obviously, he comes in shooting. He's firing a 7.62 by 39 rifle. That round is going to obviously kill you if, if it hits central parts of your of your body. So you're in trouble. You've got a shooter inside. But let's back up just a little bit. How did the shooter get inside? Well, somebody heard shooting outside and thought it was a great idea to open the door and see what was going on, thus allowing the shooter. You saw that when the shooter was firing, he fired into the door, and it didn't gain him access. It was only when somebody opened it. But, folks, this goes to the heart of what we train, and that's that the mental preparation for crisis response is huge, and it must be based on the facts at the time. One of the podcasts, if you haven't watched it, watched it, it you need to on the Parkland first responder um, it, as he went in, as you know, the kids obviously were 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 dying and wounded. Um, he had a focus on getting to the shooter so that they could stop him from adding to the body count. Well, that meant that he had to consistently process where is the shooter? What are the facts in front of me? What must I do to maintain both cover concealment if possible, but most importantly, get to the shooter? Well, guess what, folks? That's what you got to do in the process of a violent, active, violent offense, uh, active shooter um, incident. I'm sorry. So what does that mean? It means that you may choose that you need to get out of Dodge and you may have an avenue to get out of Dodge and that may be fine, but you don't run blindly. You run from cover to cover or cover to concealment to where you can safely exit. Or if you're going to hide, you're not just going to run willy nilly and hide behind something and just hope and pray. You need to train your mind to hide in a place. And as you're hiding, you're refocusing on what's next. And guess what, folks? If you're constantly in the loop, you know, I talked about it earlier. We're going to go into it in the human performance. But if you're constantly in the mindset that you're keeping calm, you're processing what's happening, you have a little bit of previous mental training and hopefully some tactical training, you're going to not just be thinking of, I hope I, I hope I stay alive. I hope I stay alive. You're going to be thinking, okay, what do I need to do to either stop this person or to safely evacuate uh, myself and others. And see, it's that thinking process that doesn't work in a formula. I want to say that again. It's a thinking process, not a formula. If you get caught up into a run, hide, fight mindset, then that's probably the order that you're going to do. And we saw in this video what happened with two people that decided to run. He likely shot them. I don't know the rest of the story, but it wasn't a good call. The other guy, on the other hand, said, oh, heck no, we're not going to stay with you shooting people in the back. 
He attacked the shooter. He fought for the weapon. By the way, the weapon was going off. So that brings you to another point we talk about quite a bit. Do you know how to disarm someone with a rifle? Well, if you go to fundamental um, uh, self-protection classes, that is something most organizations train how to disarm, how to grab that that weapon safely. Um, because at the end of the day, as long as that madman has that rifle, uh, it's not going to go well. So you got to get it, you got to take it, and you got to take it at all costs. So I, I just want to uh, just reiterate, part of what we're trying to do in after the fight. Now, you know, um, I've trained active violence. I'm a certified trainer. I'm a, you know, certified use of force expert. And, and the only reason I point that out is I want you to know that what I'm telling you is not coming from, hey, I attended some training. It's coming from real life experience and it's coming from having trained law enforcement and others in the skills that they need. So where does that leave you today? Well, as you think through you being at work and having a potential active violence event occur there, let me ask you, do you have a plan? Do you know where every exit is in that building? As a matter of fact, have you walked your building repeatedly? to identify where you could go for safe rooms. Are there safe rooms? Can you lock the door? Uh, you know, one of the things we learned in the Parkland situation is, uh, you know, the shooter fired through the drywall and hurt people on the other side of the drywall. Oh, well, we don't tend to think about that. Just because you're in a room with a locked door doesn't necessarily mean you're safe. And also, just because you're in a room with an, a locked door, one door doesn't mean there aren't other exits because drywall can be easily uh, kicked and removed and you can escape out into other areas. But see, those are things, folks, that come with preparation and wisdom. Those are things that you think about. You walk through. You walk the space. Because as we saw in this video, it can happen quickly. It doesn't fit a formula. And without pre-planning, um, it, it doesn't go well. Now, let me say this as well. One of the things we do on site assessments is we look at every square inch from the curb forward at the facility. Do you have the ability to truly lock down? In this case, had they simply closed a locked door, it looked like it was steel, Obviously, the the external shots didn't show any of the rounds penetrating. They likely could have held inside safely until the police arrived. So the physical security at your location is important. If you have an all-glass lobby, if people just come and go, if there's an unarmed security guard, it may or may not go well for you. And those are the things we look at. But most importantly, as you look at the physical layouts, do you have actively people looking at cameras um, on the external of your your building? Because uh, as we saw here, a lot of these attacks occur outside first and then come inside. So do they have cameras? Do they have a secure, a truly secure lobby? Do they have lockdown on elevators? But then most importantly, this, and I can't stress this enough. If you don't have good training, and I'm not talking about watching a video. I, I wish I could tell you um, that all the corporations I deal with 
uh, or churches, they have real solid active violence training. Because if I said that, I would be lying. You know what? You will know how much leadership cares about you and the employees and or the teachers by how much real training they provide. And uh, let me just say this about training teachers. Real training is not running around with airsoft, scaring students and teachers. That's not real training. Real training is providing teachers first with warning signs. Hey, if you begin to see this kind of behavior, because a win would be to stop it before it ever happens. That's the win. But then secondly, to provide real training to teachers. And what do I mean by real training? Um, many of the teachers in Parkland had been through training, but they were not prepared. And as a matter of fact, one teacher um, uh, after the event confessed that she was unsure initially if it was a drill. Well, it was a real event, but she was not in the mindset because she hadn't had the kind of training that would have put her in the mindset to protect her kids. The other thing is um, you have to have tactical classroom training. I can't sit in an auditorium of a thousand teachers and teach or train them what to do in a classroom. You see, that has to happen in the classroom. Teachers need to know what things like blind corners are, like what does it look like to set up a tactical ambush? What are our notification procedures? And one of the things that's very problematic about the state of our school security is I'm not sure we're learning lessons that occur during one school shooting that are easily improved upon uh over the next school shooting. So I'm not, you know, I, I know there are budget concerns. I know, I know, I know, but here's the reality folks. And I'm just going to go a little bit off the rails on this. You know what? In this country, we find money for the things that matter. It is what it is. We spend a lot of money on things that maybe they're important. Maybe they're not. Let me tell you the lives of my kids and grandkids. That's the most important thing in the world to me. So I hope and pray as you watch this video, you ask yourself, Am I ready for this? Would I know how to um, distinguish gunfire? You know, one of the things we have a device um, that actually simulates gunfire so that you hear realistically. We're not running around going pow, pow, pow. We're, you're actually hearing what gunfire sounds like because probably the worst thing you could do in a true active violent event would be to open a door if you're hearing gunfire outside. So, um, folks, I hope this is helpful to you. Um, I, I know I get a little bit passionate about this, so forgive me, but I do believe, um, given the rapid increase of these incidents, again, every American, I don't care who you are, every American needs to understand how to protect themselves and their family. That's why we're in it. We're going to bring you real security issues. We're going to bring you real security experts. And at the end of the day, we're going to give you real security solutions. So I would challenge you folks, if you're part of an organization, if you're part of a school, if you're part of a corporation, I mean, hit them, say to them, and I don't mean hit them, hit them. I mean, get real with them and say, hey, wait a minute. I don't feel protected here. I don't feel like I'm ready. And this little video you show or it's, it's not enough. We need to know what to do. We need to be trained because here's the reality. If the organization values your life and the life of those, you know, if, 
if you're a school teacher and, and your students, what happens in quarter seconds determines who lives and who dies. And my hope and prayer is that you're one of the ones, as we talk about uh, repeatedly, you're one of the ones that is ready, is prepared. Remember, we go through the attack ready acronym that you are uh, all in. And again, you're not paranoid. You're prepared. Big difference. I don't want people fearful. And you know what I found? The more you understand, the more you prepare, the more confidence you have. You don't have to be afraid because it's not the unknown anymore. It's preparing for the known. So I hope that's helpful for you. This has been, uh, you know, a, a really needed conversation. And again, we're going to be doing a whole lot more of these. By the way, if you're out here and, you know, you're, you're serving and you have expertise, or even if you just have comments, we'd love to hear from you. Um, folks, I, I keep saying it, liking, subscribing, sharing. Our hope and prayer is that great train, not good train. Great training will be provided to every American through this channel. And it's going to take us working together as a team. I can't do it alone. I'm going to do my part, but I would love for you to do your part too. And I hope and pray this serves you well. And whatever you do, please stay safe out there. We'll see you next time.